to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. How are you guys doing? You're good. My name is Leslie Garcia. I'm the operations pastor. That's why Cheryl reports to me. But anyway, I'm here to talk to you this morning. I want to share a word with you. But before we get started, I want to go ahead and pray. Would you guys join me in prayer? I need to breathe, so. God, um, I just pray this morning that you open our hearts and our minds to the joy that you have for each one of us. I pray that we would be able to find it in the obvious, in the not so obvious places. I pray that you would continually make yourself known to us and that you would make yourself visible so that we can find you in all the areas, the the good and the bad areas of our life. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're a few weeks into this conversation about joy. And um, I'm bringing up the rear. I'm like the tail end of of the conversation. And next week we're gonna be celebrating Christmas. And so I just, this is a shameless plug for 10 a.m. next Sunday for Christmas. Invite your friends and family. We're gonna have Christmas carols and all the great stuff and some super cute kids up here doing great things. So put that in your calendar and come back for that because it's gonna be amazing. Nathan and Juan did such a good job talking about joy in the, in the prior weeks. They talked about Mary and Simeon and the shepherds. And if you haven't heard those messages, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to them because they really were amazing messages about joy. Um, and I'm wondering, as we've been in this conversation, how each of you is kind of noticing in your own life how you relate to joy. Or maybe if you have like a pattern that you've, that you've noticed. I'm, um, maybe you find yourself to be a person who's like just really joyful all the time and you find joy in a lot of circumstances and it comes to you really easy. Maybe you're a person who thinks those people are weird and you don't find joy to be something that's easily tangible for you. I don't know. I feel like I'm one of those people that sort of rides the middle of the road. I feel like I can, I can get to joy. I'm not super crazy, joyful all the time, but I'm also, I don't think I sink really deeply into melancholy. I kind of feel like I ride the middle of the road. So maybe you're like me and you just feel like you kind of are steady, not one way heavily, you know, in one direction. But as we think about this today, I want to look at joy from the perspective of Joseph. And I'm going to go ahead and start with just reading the scripture, the part of the story that tells us about Joseph and the birth of Jesus. And that comes from Matthew 1, 18 through 25. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. And before they came together, she was found to be pregnant with the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because 
What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and he took Mary home as his wife, but he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. As you hear that story, I wonder if you can put yourself in the place of Joseph. If you can think about what maybe he was thinking about. Um, I mean, like, do you imagine he was excited about this situation? I feel like he was probably really unexcited about it. Um, what do you think was going through his mind? Yeah, I'm out, right? Totally, I'm out. In fact, he thought about leaving, right? Um, it's, he, I think he didn't really have a lot of time to think about it. He didn't have a lot of time to consider it. I think he probably didn't even know what was true. Like, I think he was probably grappling with the truth. And he had to decide pretty quickly what he was gonna do. I think he was probably shocked. Um, I think maybe he thought she had been with someone else and the whole thing was a lie. But that's what I would think. Um, I'm sure he felt hurt, tricked. I think also, when I'm in situations like that, I feel sick, like physically sick. I imagine he felt a little sick. And I think he was probably in anguish, thinking everything was broken. I think his plans, his dreams, his reputation, because I'm sure a lot of people thought that Joseph had done something. He was maybe embarrassed, angry, but have you ever been there? Things are happening in your life that are out of your control, they're happening to you, and all these feelings are happening inside of your body, none of them joy. Yeah. Anguish, depression, anxiety, whatever they are, and, and your life is just going somewhere you don't want it to go. I think this is where, where Jacob found himself, and we, I think we really can resonate with that because life shows up like that sometimes more often than we want, yeah. more often than we would like. And his idea was really like, I'm just gonna quietly get out of this. Maybe, and I'm thinking, he's thinking, maybe no one will remember it was me who was engaged to her, right? I'm gonna get on out. And I think it's safe to say that we've all been in that situation, a situation we can't handle or don't feel prepared for, and, or maybe we just don't wanna be in it. I just flat out don't wanna be here. And he goes to bed like that. Joseph goes to bed with all those emotions. He goes to bed feeling all these things. And have you, my husband and I were talking about this. Have you ever gone to bed just like, bleh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think like, this, these are some situations I was thinking about as I think about things that maybe don't turn out the way you want. Um, if you're married, I don't want you to raise your hands for this. Keep your, if you're married, put your hands in your pockets. But if you're married, has there ever been a time in your marriage where you were like, this is not what I thought this was gonna be? You know, this isn't, this isn't like turning out how I wanted. And if you're, if you're a parent, I mean, my experience with parenting is that sometimes it takes me to the end of myself. And, um, and have you ever been a parent thinking, I don't know if I can do this thing that I need to do as a parent? Or what about if you have parents? Have you ever thought, why did you put me here with these people? 
like, you know, like sometimes our parents, we love them, but sometimes they take us to the end of ourselves too. If you're single and you're entering into new relationships, maybe you find out something about a person and you're like, ugh. When I was young and dating, I used to say, this this is not advice, by the way. (laughs) I used to say, leave fast and leave first. (laughs) Um, Which is a strategy, but maybe not a strategy that'll get you married, but anyway. But I mean, we've all found ourselves in those situations. The thing I love about Joseph is he, well, love, I I recognize about him is that he goes to bed and I think deep anguish. I think he has dread. I think he has confusion. I think he has all these emotions. And we, we acknowledge that. We've done that. We've gone to bed in that situation. And we think there's no way to fix it. There's no way out. There's nothing I can do. It can't be repaired. I think Joseph thought all those things. And in the middle of his doubt and his uncertainty, God interrupts the entire thing. He shows up, he sends a message to him and he's, he, he gives him a little bit of clarity about the situation saying, you know, that this is from the Holy Spirit. But he tells him two things and it says he commanded him two things. Don't be afraid, stay. That was the command. So Joseph encounters the angel of the Lord face to face. He gets to hear the Lord's command. And the command is, love Mary and stay. Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think Joseph woke up in the morning and he's like, I'm joyful now. This is awesome. The Lord gave me a command. I'm 100% behind it. I'm gonna go, go, go. I think he woke up and he was like, all right. The Lord told me to stay and don't be afraid to stay. So that's what I'm gonna do. I think that... He just heard the Lord and he listened. He chose love and he chose that, I think, in confidence because he believed the Lord. And I think, look it, again, I don't think that brought him joy in that moment, but I do believe that that one choice brought him incredible joy in spite of his feelings, in spite of his gut reaction, in spite of what probably seemed like common sense, he just chose to obey. He chose to stay, he chose to love. And maybe, maybe you hear that part of the story though and you think, well, at least Joseph was visited by an angel. That's at least reassuring. Like he had a direct voice from God. So that's why Joseph was able to do it. Or maybe you're thinking, Thank God no angel ever came to me and made, told me to stay somewhere that I didn't want to stay. Where things weren't how I wanted them, like, thank God that's never happened to me. But this morning, I do want to invite you to consider that angels do come. They come to us today. They give us direction. Because I actually think we get visited by angels often. And maybe a lot of the time, we don't recognize it. Um, and maybe we choose not to hear or we choose not to see. Maybe we choose not to obey. I don't know. I think there's, if I took a poll, which I'm not gonna do, but if I took a poll, I think there's many of us in this room and online who could tell me times where they clearly heard the word of God and they got clear direction. I think that that's a true statement. And when we hear, I have a a mint in my mouth that I just crunched, so sorry about that. It was loud to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, I threw my whole self off. But I think that sometimes those those, um, 
directions from the Lord come very audibly from the Holy Spirit and we know it's from God. And we're like, yes, that's from God. I know it's from God. There's no doubt in my mind that's from God. I also think sometimes it comes in the voice of a child who says something to you and you're like, oh, I think that's true. Oh. I have kids. I think sometimes they say things that's true to me that maybe was inspired by the Lord. Sometimes it comes in the wise and very unpopular opinion of someone in your community, someone who's listening on your behalf, someone who hears God for you. It might come in that uneasiness that you feel when you're, you know you've been told to do something that you don't want to do, but when you look out at it, you're like, I think I am really supposed to do that. Maybe that's how it comes to you. But we have a lot in common with Joseph when we find ourselves so far away from that thing that we want that we just wanna bow out quietly. And the invitation that God gave to Joseph when he commanded him to stay, it's an, it was an invitation to see and hear God, to choose love, to listen to the voice of the Lord. And each one of our capacities to love is rooted in how aware we are that we are actually loved by God. In 1 John 4.18, it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love dries out, drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. That knowledge that we're loved beyond comprehension, that's, that creates a place for joy to exist. And even knowing and, and being able to recognize that we're loved by God, we still have to make a choice. And Joseph had to choose. He had to choose to see and listen to God. He had to choose to obey. He had to choose to trust. He had to choose to move forward. And even though the immediate circumstances just didn't align with his idea of what he wanted, he still had to choose. And you might notice that the scripture doesn't say he was filled with joy. It just says he did what he was commanded to do. And I think if Joseph knew nothing else in the whole world, he knew two things. He knew who God was and he knew God's voice. I'm gonna say he knew three things. He knew he was loved. He knew he was loved with a perfect love from God. And the thing that I really want you to know this morning is we are also loved with that perfect love. That wasn't just for Joseph. That's for each and every one of us. God loves us in a way so perfectly that there's place for us to find joy. And true joy, it's just not a result of your current circumstances. It's just not. It comes from God. It's nurtured through him. It comes in the knowing that we're loved with that perfect love. And love is the reason, we say this all the time, love is the reason that Jesus came into the world so that we could hear and see and have a tangible expression of what love looks like, that, some, that God would give his son for us. But if we want joy in our lives, the unfortunate truth is that we can't muster it up. We can't do enough work to get there. We can't uh, manufacture it, we can't create it, and we even cannot choose it. We cannot choose the joy, but we can choose to see and hear God. We can choose to see other people, and from those things, we can choose love. We can choose to stay in the relationship with the people that God's put in our lives. That invitation that God gave to Joseph, he gave it to you and me. The, cho the, the choice to obey, to stay in that relationship with Mary, to choose to be a father to, to Jesus, to choose to obey. He gives that invitation to you and I 
First, he says, choose, please choose to be in relationship with me, with God. Choose to stay connected to my voice, to listen to the things that God has to say. Choose to see him face to face. And from that, you will be able to stay in those places that God is calling you to stay with those people that you say you love, your spouse, your kids, your friends, your community, all those people. That comes from the knowing. It comes from the, from the being willing to stay connected to God. The Bible tells us that um, in God's face, there is fullness of joy. When we turn our face towards the Lord, we find the fullness of joy. And when we see him, that's where joy exists. It's the staying connected. It's, it's the being in his presence. And we're called to be that with God and then from that to be that with other people, to put it out in the world, to go forth, to go out. And in, that, in those relationships, that's where life happens. That's where life is created. Joy is a communal responsibility. It's for all of us to participate in. Each and every one of us choosing to see Marla's face, Josh's face, Melinda's face, choosing to look into your eyes, to see who you are through the eyes of God. I think um, we have a tendency to check out when we don't feel joyful. We have a tendency to be like, I, I'm just, I don't wanna be in it with people. Sometimes we're like, I don't wanna be in it with God. I just don't want to. And we stop listening to his voice because we don't like what he has to say. Or it feels hard. Like, I, don't, I imagine Joseph was like, I don't wanna stay with this lady who's pregnant. I don't even know if I believe it. It's hard. And it feels maybe sometimes like undoable but it's in the listening, in the staying in it, in the hearing, and even in the obeying that we can get to a place called joy. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't think it's gonna come overnight, but it's gonna come. I do wanna make this one distinction, that Joseph was called to stay. And I think that um, when God commands you to stay with somebody, um, that staying, it's not the same as not leaving. Yeah, I'm gonna say that again. Staying is not the same as not leaving. Not leaving, it takes no commitment. All you have to do is physically not leave. That's it, just stay. Literally, nothing, it takes nothing. But God's not calling Joseph into that. He's not calling us into that. When God calls us to stay with people, he's commanding us to something so much bigger than not leaving. He's commanding us to stay connected to God, the source. It's, it requires commitment. Staying requires to be in a conversation, maybe a hard conversation. It requires staying in healing, staying in repair, staying in compassion, staying in understanding, in gratitude, in forgiveness, in generosity, in patience. I could go on for 15 minutes about the things it requires, right? It requires staying in it. Staying requires maturity too. And you're gonna need maturity to listen to God, to hear his voice. And you're gonna need to be reminded that you're loved by him through his interaction with you. And you're gonna let, you'll need that really to inform you what to do, how to move. I, I've told this story before, but I'm gonna tell it again. So if, I, if you've heard it, I'm sorry. But 
Uh, my first year of marriage, I married to my husband, Juan Garcia. Um, I was um, so unhappy. I don't know what I thought marriage would be, but I didn't think it would be underwear on the floor. I don't know. <laughs> I was just unhappy. I don't know why I wasn't happy. I was unhappy. And um, I would say that I had a super huge joy deficit. Um, one day he asked me what was wrong. I mean, and it was like, I mean, it, I was crying myself to sleep. It was an extended period of unhappiness. And I was like, I don't know, I'm just, I mean, I'm not happy. You don't make me happy. Um, I don't even know. He was like, I, I felt, I mean, in retrospect at the moment, I didn't feel sorry for him at all. But in retrospect, I feel sorry for him because he's like, honestly, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know, I, I don't actually think I can help you with that. And um, I, on, I was mad because I thought you should change. You should do something, anything to make me happy. And he, and he was like, well, what should I do? I don't know, something. <laughs> Which is very helpful advice if you're trying to have someone help you. I didn't know. I didn't know why I was unhappy, I didn't know. But I will tell you this, honestly, because I don't think we didn't know what else to do. And I think we both <laughs> agreed that we shouldn't throw in the towel after one year because that just seems like lame, right? We're like, we should at least give it a whole two years, you know? But we stayed, we just stayed. But we didn't not leave. We stayed talking to each other. He stayed asking me questions. We stayed looking at each other. We stayed listening to each other. We started going to church together. We stayed in conversation with God about our relationship. We stayed serving together. We stayed in all the way, we stayed in a lot of forgiveness, uh, mostly given to me. I, I had, he didn't need nearly as much. But um, we stayed in all those ways. And I'm not gonna tell you it was easy, it hurt. It was painful. I don't, I, at times, I didn't know if we were going to make it. But over time, we liked each other. We started finding joy in each other. We started finding joy in our community, in the people around us. We found joy in little people that came to live in our house and poop in diapers. We found joy in all that stuff. Um, but I imagine every single person in this room, there's not one of you, that hasn't had at least one relationship in your life where staying or leaving was on the table. That's something that happens to all of us. We can all relate to that. I brought up kids earlier, but if you have kids, do, do not answer. Well, even if you answered no, I'm gonna say you're a liar. Have you, do you find joy in every single moment of being a parent? No, if you said yes, I'd be like, liar, right? No, it's hard. But parenting requires a lot from us. It really does. Sometimes it just takes you so far out of your comfort zone that you don't even know where you are. Um, I, um, I could tell you stories, but uh, my kids are perfect, but I could still tell you stories. But, but here's the thing. When you stay in that relationship, how much joy is available in that relationship? It's overwhelming, right? What about um, friendships? Like, I've had a lot of friendships. I'm, I'm not that young. I have, ha I have one friend that I've been friends with for 48 years. Uh, there's been some conflict in that friendship. But I mean, there's been sadness, there's been heartbreak, 
There's been conflict for sure. I told her once she was marrying the wrong person. That doesn't go over well. I, I mean, that's not how you win friends and influence people, but that joy in that relationship, because we've cried together and we've built it up and we've been in it together and, and we both believe that Jesus is the king and so we have these things in common and the joy in that relationship is really amazing. I look at a community like this. If you're in, involved in a community, um, look, the bigger the community, the bigger the opportunity for conflict, right? That's just the nature of the game. But when you stay in it with people, when you stay in it with people, when you know they have your back, they're praying for you, they're calling you out. Scott Lucas called me out one time, um, and I was like, oh, Scott. But he cared enough about me to tell me I needed to forgive somebody. What kind of friend is that? That's a person who's listening to God. He's like, I have a word from the Lord for you. You need to forgive somebody. Go away, Scott. But you know what? He loved me enough to tell me. That's beauty. That's joy. And I see him now and I think that person cares enough about me. There's joy in that. There's so much joy in the staying. And look, sometimes we act like leaving is so hard. We're like, I did everything and I couldn't stay. I'm sorry to practice, I wanted to be an actor. Um, but I assure you, I assure you that leaving is way easier than staying. It is. And the joy of staying, it ripples out into the world. And it changes the atmosphere. It, it changes families. It changes legacies. It changes people for generations. It elevates everything. Yesterday, I was at my family Christmas. I ate too much dairy. So, but um, that's a, not part of the talk. <laughs> but um, that's just so you know. Um, but uh, I was standing there. I don't know why this happens at my family get-togethers, but either my husband is asked to pray or I'm asked to pray, and he was out on a phone call, so I was asked to pray. And I was like, you know anyone can do this. It doesn't have to be me. But they're like, yes, it does. So we're holding hands, and I was struck with this overwhelming joy that the people before me cared enough to stay so I could stand in that moment and they could make me pray. And you guys, that's what's available. Um, and we know conversely, like the, the pain of leaving, that ripples out too. It does. We've seen parents leave children. We've seen marriages fall apart. We've seen friends leave bitter. That also ripples out. It just causes destruction instead of joy. I do imagine, though, that the immense joy that Joseph experienced because he stayed, the vo that he listened to the voice of God and he chose to obey and do the hard work, what total joy there must have been from looking into the face of Jesus and knowing exactly who he was. You know what I mean? Or like teaching him Torah, which was the scriptures, um, and knowing like that he was actually, the scriptures come to life and that he was gonna save his people and save the world. I can't imagine the joy that would have been in that, those moments. Or what about just teaching him carpentry? Just teaching him how to whittle a stick? There had to be joy in that. I think it was overwhelming. 
And I, I think that, well, I, I know that that's joy that ignoring God's command would have never afforded him. It's joy he would have never got to experience. Joy that he would have totally missed out on if he would have gone with his first impulse. And Jesus, I think we like to think that Jesus came so he could be happy, but he didn't. I'm so sorry. But he did come to be your source of joy. He came so you could find joy. He came to speak to you every day, to be part of your life, to create joyful moments with you, in you, through you, so that you could impact people for good, so that you can make a difference in the world, so you can make a difference in your family, with your kids, with your friends, with your community, and it would go out. It would just go out like a wave in the ocean into the whole world. And when we hear and we see Jesus, when we're able to turn our face towards him, when we know that we're loved with that perfect love from God, we have access to the resource and the resilience needed to stay and experience the fullness of joy that comes from being connected to God and others. And that's the thing. That's the thing we're called to. The greatest command when, when Jesus was asked was to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And that's what we're called to. And that means you have to stay. It means you have to stay with the people. It's so simple, but it's not always easy, right? Sometimes it's just hard. But that's what we're invited to. We're invited into the joy of the Lord, the joy of staying, the joy of obeying, the joy of making a difference in the world. That's the invitation of Christmas. That's the invitation of Jesus. That's the invitation of this season. And so I just wanna encourage you all that all the decisions you make to stay, all the times you turn your face towards Jesus, all the times you do the hard thing and you listen to the command, you are actually doing the thing that God has commanded you to do. And the joy will come. And it might not come tomorrow, but it will come. Um, We've been doing these little exercises every week. And so today I wanna to do an exercise with you. Um, you just need to stay in your seats. We're not gonna roam around the room, but if I can invite you guys all to close your eyes. Just take a breath. I want you guys to think about, this might not sound like a joy exercise in the beginning, so stay with me. I want you guys to think about your worst moment. Not the moment something bad happened to you, the moment you showed up as your worst self, the moment where you didn't make the right choice. I just want you to get that idea in your head. And then I wanna I want invite you to ask God what he has to say about that moment, about you in that moment. As you're listening to God, I want you to know that God doesn't speak to us even when he's correcting us. He doesn't speak with condemnation. He doesn't speak poorly over us. He always speaks in tenderness and love. And so I want you to let the Lord tell you what's true about yourself, even in your worst moment. You just take a few minutes and let him speak to you. And again, if there's a voice that sounds like condemnation, I want you to say, hey, I know that's not God, get out of my head and then invite the Lord to speak to you. I'm gonna give you guys a couple minutes. 
Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.